from a two-bedroom apartment on the west side of Los Angeles, it's High on Film! Tonight, we've got Jason Rosenberg and Top Gun. The list is long and distinguished on this week's Maverick episode. Welcome to another exciting episode of High on Film, sobering talk about movies. I'm Chris Maxwell, your host, and as you can hear, I am very clearly excited because today we are watching one of my favorites, 1986's Tony Scott's Top Gun, written by Jim Cash, Jack Epps Jr., written uh, off the magazine article Top Guns. By Ehud Yone for uh, yeah, California Magazine. I believe produced by the University of California, Berkeley. And available nowhere outside of maybe microfiche somewhere in a Berkeley library. Anyway, we choose guests, they choose movies, and huh, just so excited to be watching this Tom Cruise blockbuster. But with me as always, my co host from the couch. The Brad Davis that God gave us, the podcaster of disaster himself, the walking Kevin Bacon game, Mr. Brad Davis. What an intro. Good time with the music. Yeah, you did really well. Uh, I, I did not know you were going to do the music. That is a lovely touch, I have to admit. That's hard, really for me to, hard for me to, to resist playing. Yeah, this is, I, I love this yeah. anthem, Top Gun anthem. Uh, not to mention the entirety of this soundtrack. You have to agree with me on that, right? Most, yeah, most of this soundtrack is, uh, is, is very good. Danger Zone is a fantastic and fun song. <laughs> Sitting on the dock of a bay, you love that song. Yeah, I know, I kind of forgot that. But, yeah, it's one of my all-time favorites. But anyway, Brad, uh, aside from the soundtrack, we, I think, maybe differ Mostly, uh, we have a general same taste in movies. Yes, would you would you agree with that? We have a similar taste in movies. Uh, rarely does our opinions vary greatly on a particular movie, good if it's good or bad. There, you know, differences for sure. But we're we're on a similar wavelength. But you don't like Top Gun. I don't like Top Gun. All right. Yeah. So, so there, there it is. Our it, thesis it was there, I haven't seen. I hadn't seen it in a while, so I was like, "All right, maybe let me." Um, this viewing will determine whether it was just, you know, a way I felt before, or if it's still. I still feel that way, and I, I still feel that. way. You still feel that way. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad movie. You love eighties action movies. Yeah, you I love, love Tom Cruise movies. movies. I do love Tom Cruise movies. You just don't like Top Gun. I, I, I don't really. You like really. Tony Scott movies? I do. I do. Uh, I mean, you know, some are better than others. Tony Scott was uh, had a little more hit or miss at times than Tom Cruise does. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't really... Especially compared to other Tom Cruise movies, which are so great, this one just kind of falls a little short. All right. Well, we'll compare and capac- uh, contrast this to some Tom Cruise movies in a moment. Uh, right now, we got to get to our guest, the man who chose, thankfully, this man chose Top Gun for us to watch today, only 157 episodes in to High on Film. It only took that long. Only took that long. Uh, it is it is the prophesized return. He's been on once before. You know, he's got a great palate in the kitchen, and he's proving to have an even better taste in movies. Oh boy. Jason Rosenberg, <laughs> here with us again. Welcome, sir. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. A pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for bringing Top Gun to the show. I feel I had to, you know? You feel you felt you had to... You love this movie, I take it? I absolutely love it. I grew up with it. It was something I was trying to think that, you know, one of those movies that first captivated me when I was younger, and Top Gun was definitely one of those films i got to see on a laser disc it was one of like the first two big movies to see on like a big platform with like amazing special effects and digital sound and it was top gun on a laser disc at brandon and matt cobalt's house <laughs> oh well thank god for them and their laser disc <laughs> player not Very too many special, special effects in this movie i think they're all pretty practical yeah 
I mean, 1989, I thought it was pretty extensive, you know? Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, uh, great movie. Great fighter pilot movie. Um, top grossing movie of 1986, if you can believe it. I believe it. It has all the elements of a blockbuster. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Val action. Kilmer. Val Kilmer, a, yeah. A great antagonist. Uh, yeah, an amazing supporting cast. Anthony Edwards is awesome. Tom Skerritt does his job. Michael Ironside. Michael Ironside. Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan in a nice little small part. Oh, great. So important. Oh, very important. Very oh, important. Incredibly very important. important. Some say the heart of this movie. Uh, I would agree. I would agree. All right, well, before we get too deep into Top Gun, it is time for our soon-to-be award-winning first segment of the show, Trash, Star, Destroy. Kind of a moral compass of um, your movie tastes and preferences. We give you three movies of a similar ilk. One, you must trash, which means, boom, it's gone, eliminated from existence. Second movie, you get to star in, in whatever role you'd like to take for yourself. And, of course, the third movie must be destroyed, which means the only version that has ever existed has been both written and directed by Michael Bay of... Uh, the rock fame. So, let's do... Let's start with a category that includes my beloved Top Gun. We will do three movies about fighter pilots. Top Gun, Independence Day, and Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. So, Luke Skywalker, Pete Mitchell, and uh, Will Smith's character's name. Stephen Hiller. Stephen Hiller. Thanks for. I knew you'd know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was. Oh, I knew you'd know it. That was very impressive. <laughs> so on that note, I'm going to start Independence Day. Now, the smart move is to take the Will Smith role and go on to major box office success. But Will Smith is Will Smith, and that might not necessarily be the trajectory of my career having taken that role. So I would rather act in the movie with Will Smith. So being that as it may, I'm going to take, hmm, you know what? I'll take the Harry Connick Jr. role. Wow. Yeah. I did not expect you to take that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I mean, I could take, maybe like I could take the Adam Baldwin role of the, you know, the, uh, main security guy. You get to act with everybody, but I don't know. The Harry Connick Jr. role is more fun. And fantastic. Get man. some one-on-one time with Big Willie style. <laughs> um, so that means then I have to either trash Top Gun or Star Wars. I guess I'll trash Top Gun because even then, if you do a new hope that uh, if a new hope is done by Michael Bay, you still have the first movie. It's not going to be as good. <laughs> But then you're right into Empire Strikes Back as the second movie. So you're kind of work itself out. You kind of need the first movie in some form. Yeah. So that's interesting. what I'm going to do. Okay. All right. George Lucas has now only directed the prequels. Oh, boy. <laughs> Sorry, George. <laughs> well, and American Graffiti and, you know, yeah. THX. He's done some other movies. Right. But, yeah. Jason, what do you think here? Star Wars... Independence Day, Top Gun. What do you do? Trash, star, destroy. You know, you originally brought up this category as if it was about fighter pilot movies. Mm -hmm. So I want to take it, you know, from that point of view. So if you're talking about just, you know, a fighter pilot movie, I think Star Wars is at the bottom of my list. And I think I'd have to trash it. Mm -hmm. And I would like to see it redone by Michael Bay. Because I think maybe he'd... Uh, you know, there's no argument that Star Wars is not a great movie, but just talking about how it's, you know, a fighter pilot movie, I want to see Michael Bay do a little bit more with it in terms of fighter pilot. There's a few, you know, scenes where they're, you know, trying to go get to Death Star, and, you know, there's some X-Fighters, but it's not like, there's no real dogfighting. It's just, it's space. It doesn't really count. It's there's some dogfighting in it, man. Luke Skywalker is uh, great behind the x -Men. Yeah, but only Luke. Everyone else just gets taken off in two seconds, and I don't like that. <laughs> and I feel like Michael Bay... So you're going to destroy. So Michael Bay destroyed. is destroyed. Yeah, He's so you're destroying New Hope. Without a doubt. Got it. All right. Heathens. <laughs> Have to. It'll be okay, Chris. Have to! Chris, uh. relax. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> 
Your heart's too caught up in it already. Yeah, probably. You're letting emotions get in the way. You're becoming a wild card. <laughs> Stephen Hiller didn't have a, you know, he didn't have a, uh, a co-pilot in Independence Day. And I think I'd want to fly with Maverick, so I didn't think I'd have to star in Top Gun alongside okay. Tom Cruise. So you're Goose? I have to replace Anthony Edwards. you got to be uh, Goose. Goose is the best way to go here. I have to. I completely agree with you. He's a martyr for all society. Start Top Gun. Yeah. For America, even. You just Did get I, to hang out with Tom Cruise. Uh, I guess we should just uh, reinforce the idea that we will be spoiling Top Gun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Before we go any further. Listen. If, we, if you don't know the definition I'm of sorry. martyr. Uh, <laughs> if you've never seen it. Right, of course. I think um, anybody listening to the show at this point might understand that. you got to know. We do one we've movie We've only did 156 episode. of these. Spoilers. Oh, oh no, you're, you're, good. you're fine. Chris <laughs> is setting out a warning. Yeah, you know, I'm just doing my job as host, looking out for the listener. Well, it's Trying too, to provide. Well, it's too late. <laughs> It is not too late. I think I did it just in time. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, so you're starring as Goose. I gotta, yeah, I got to star alongside, you know, Tom Cruise. Smart and Independence Day has to be trash. It does. Okay. Never existed. Okay. We'll just get okay. a second one coming up, which will be the first. I don't know. Well, I, I got I to gotta say, I am starring in Star Wars as Luke Skywalker. That's Shocker. New Hope is the time to get in. You get in on the ground floor, you get to carry that through, you don't have to worry about replacing anybody, and fan backlash. Great. Now, now here's the problem. I, I guess I gotta give Michael Bay Independence Day. And then Trash Top Gun, as much as that makes... Uh, yeah, I just think Michael Bay would do a better Independence Day than he would Top Gun. And I guess I'd rather see that. And then we'll just all have to live with Days of Thunder being the knockoff version Oh. I know. Tough break. At least there's aliens and big robotics and stuff that Michael Bay can play with in Independence Day. Oh yeah, no, that's the you. You made the right call. Yeah, no, that, that plays more into his hands. Right. I don't think he'd make a bad Top Gun. I just don't think he'd make this Top Gun. That's probably true. And then a little more bittersweet than I expected it. Yeah, this is tough for you. I can <laughs> tell. Yeah. All right, let's maybe do a lighter category. Of course. Tom Cruise rides a motorcycle in Top Gun. So let's do um, Cruise Cruising. Three movies where Tom Cruise is riding a motorcycle. We'll do Mission Impossible 2. We'll do Oblivion. We'll do Night and Day. Oblivion, Night and Day, Mission Impossible, Dose. Trash, Star, Destroy. I three mediocre times. Yeah, I know, really mediocre. I <laughs> mediocre is being kind. I am going to star in Mission Impossible Two. A because playing Ethan Hunt's a kind of a, a, a cool thing to put on the resume. It's like a you know tier or two down from Blake playing a James Bond. Sure. Um, I mean, th at this point, there's only importantly, two listen, movies. But whatever. That's more beside the point. The main thing is Tandy Newton. Fair enough. That's that's who you're gonna take. That's the part you want. No, 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 no. I want to be <laughs> no, Tom Cruise. Okay, yeah, gotcha. for the opportunity to mm -hmm. kiss Tandy Newton, and <laughs> that means in a completely professional setting. Uh, listen, I am nothing if not a professional. <laughs> I, I never doubted it. Um, okay, so times. wait. Uh, Mission Impossible. Oh, Night and Day, and Oblivion. I'm gonna ch actually. Edge of Tomorrow Jr. Right. I'm going to actually trash Oblivion, which I love Edge of Tomorrow. It's great. Oh, it is great. Easy over there. Um, which... No, I'm making fun of Oblivion, not <laughs> no, Edge of Tomorrow. No. Uh, Oblivion would seemingly play into Bay's hands more, uh, visually speaking, because it kind of, you know, on a different planet and all that shit. But I'm actually going to trash Oblivion and give him Night and Day, because Night and Day as a premise wasn't bad. It was just pretty poorly executed, and it's more of a fun action comedy. Mm -hmm. I think Bay's Bay could actually maybe have made it a little better and added more to the action, and could have been better than what it was, which wasn't very good. So I'm gonna do that. Okay, Jason, Mission Impossible Two, Night and Day in Oblivion. Oh, that was pretty tough. We have all the greatness that Tom Cruise has seen, and then we give, we're given this selection. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these are rough movies. These are arguably three of his worst. I mean, uh, uh, 
Yeah, I think you got a B in Mission Impossible. Just well, maybe. no B minus maybe. What's that? I said maybe a B minus Mission Impossible too. Uh, as far oh. as the brain goes, uh, yeah, less than that, I think. I mean, I think that's the one you got a star in though. And then I think it's a toss up for Michael Bay's Oblivion or Michael Bay's Night and Day. Although maybe I could be in Oblivion. That'd be fun. I'm gonna do that. Why not? Wow. For shits and gears. I'm gonna be in Oblivion. Wow. I'm gonna trash Mission Impossible 2. So wait, are you gonna so play? Then we have an hold on, hold on. So okay. we're gonna have an almost perfect Mission Impossible franchise. Ooh. If we mm. trash 2. Okay. okay. I'm on board with that thought process. I'm That's gonna smart. be in Oblivion as Tom Cruise. So you're just gonna play well. Okay. Yeah, it's my I'm not gonna spoil Oblivion. My star making turn. But wow. In a big blockbuster. And then it's Michael Bay's Night and Day. Love the rhyme. It's great. <laughs> Michael Bay's Night and Day. I hope that's in the trailer. Yeah. Michael, Michael Bay's Night and Day. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that part of it. Oh, two good points there. Thanks, man. So, so Jason, did that make it help you at all? Make it any easier? No, I think I'm going to have to star Night and Day. And that's mainly because of Cameron Diaz, I think. Fair enough. Mm, be a lovely enough. afternoon. You know? Yeah. Well, that was my same reason for Mission Impossible 2. Tandy Newton, we, yeah. Sure. It's win-win. I think you have to give Michael Bay Mission Impossible 2. Because one was so good. And one two, is so good. Two was just not there for me. And so if we're going to ruin the sequel, we might as well give it to Michael Bay to really do it up. I, I like with that. I like him in the lineage of directors of Mission Impossible directors too. It's pretty hilarious to go. Well, you just remove John Woo, right? And you insert Michael, Michael Bay. Bay. Might as well. Yeah, might as well. There's involved either way. They're both part of the uh, Nicolas Cage flying through the air franchise, right? Face off in the Rock. Oh, that's true. Without a doubt. Yep, that is true. And the only other one is Con Air. Through, uh, Produced by Jay Bruckheimer. Yes, that is true. Well. It's my favorite of the three. Con Air? Absolutely. Really? Interesting. Uh, Rock might be my favorite of those three. But that's not the three we're talking about. Right. Um, and you got a trash? You got a trash Oblivion. Trash Oblivion. We have Edge of Tomorrow. Phenomenal it's movie. It's the best sci-fi movie I've seen in a really long time. Made me believe again. Interesting. <laughs> no, well, you know what? Ex Machina came out this year. That's seriously one of the best sci-fi movies. I've seen it in a while. I was excited to see it. I gotta be honest. You weren't excited to see it? Yeah, I haven't done it yet. Oh! Jason. 2015's Ex Machina. Oh. Check it out. You should. You want a list of movies to watch? Put that one on there. Top of the list. Uh, and we're going to take the first break of our podcast very briefly. Uh, we're going to thank the good folks over at Twin Cost Coin Toss for our three-sided copper-plated uh, McConuary coin. Even though we are in February, we're still going to flip that for a while. Um, and we'll be right back with the results of that and getting some to some more games. Top Gun after this. Back to high on film. We're watching Top Gun today. Oh, there it is. Another solid gold hit from this film soundtrack. Kenny Loggins. Mm. In, a, in a music video, it actually spoils the fact that Goose dies, which is a little ridiculous. And where Kenny Loggins does nothing but sit on a bed, stand up and lean on a wall, sit on a bed. Look out a window. Lay on a bed. <laughs> Look out a window. Not too bad. <laughs> it's, a, it's a long day's work. Not a bad day. <laughs> it seems it sounds relaxing. <laughs> Jason Rosenberg, our guest. That's Brad Davis. You just heard. I'm Chris Maxwell. Welcome back to the show. It's time for the summary game. Of course, the game where we'll each summarize the plot of Top Gun to the best of our ability, essentially as quick as we can, but in reality will be given a thousandth of the actual runtime. So Top Gun runs at 110 minutes, allowing us each 11 seconds flat to acquire zero to two points, uh, depending on the quality of your summary. 
So, Brad Davis, we had our coin cost, coin toss during that break, and, well, gosh darn it, you won again. You chose Mercedes, uh, Mercedes. Mercedes. <laughs> uh, Lincoln Motor Lincoln. <laughs> Company. Oh, it's been a long day. Uh, I did, and, and, and I got it. What can I say? I was a Mercedes man before Lincoln started sponsoring. You've always show. been a Mercedes man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you go on first, second, or third in this game, Brad. Uh, I'm going to let you go first, actually, Chris. Oh, good. I'm clearly yeah, a sound mind and body. That's why I'm taking advantage <clears throat> of the situation. All right. You said 11 uh, seconds flat? Yeah, 11 seconds. Are you actually ready? Yes. Okay. In three, two, one. A young, cocky, disobedient pilot uh, stumbles his way into the top uh, fighter pilot academy in the United States where he loses his friend and learns to play by the rules. Time. Okay, well, well in, well in under time. And Thank pretty you. Much, pretty much covered, you know, the majority. Yeah. I got the main plot points, I think. Most of them, yeah. I didn't say Goose's wife comes to visit and they sing Great Balls no, of Fire. No, I mean, you definitely did miss something, but whatever. <laughs> sure. In reality, there's not that much that happens. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. I mean, this and we're is never very... really sure who they're actually fighting anyways. Right. <laughs> that Just... is true. That's Who's flying these things? One of the things that's... Okay. That's why I want to watch this movie, to be honest. To find out who the enemy was? Again, yeah. Instead okay. of the failed attempt to figure out who they're fighting up there. I know why they are. Their their visors are too dark to see any sort of ethnicity. Yeah, nothing. There's unidentifiable MIGs flying through the sky over an Indian Ocean. That's right. Over an unnamed Indian Ocean. All right. Jason, you ready to go for the summary game? Zero to two points at stake. There we go. 11 seconds flat. In three... Two. One. A troubled pilot, almost orphan, tries to find himself through the ranks of the best uh, aviation school in the Navy while falling in love and losing a friend has to force... Time. <laughs> that was the one thing you did leave out, though. Him falling in love. I did leave yes. out his... Love story. I had yes. it. I couldn't close it. It's alright, it's it alright. It the pressure's on, man. All right, Brad, are you ready for uh, your 11-second summary? Uh, I believe that I am. All right, sir. Probably. On the count of three. Three, two, one. A wildcard pilot and his partner uh, make it into Top Gun school, and they uh, he meets a girl, he falls in love with her, they are the best of the best until his friend dies, and then he has to re... Time. Uh, ah, I couldn't think of the word. Boy, sure sounds like uh, finishing would have been nice, huh? Jeez. Everyone wow. was like, oh, he left stuff out, but at least I got to the end. Yeah, that's true. All right. Way to go. Thank you, thank you. You're oh, welcome. Just, You're welcome. Yeah, trying to be. Funny, Arrogant. by insulting no, you guys. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, great. So, yeah, that's basically the plot of Top Gun, right? Yeah, for the most part. Another movie where Tom Cruise... Everybody knows what Top Gun's about. ...lives in the shadow of his missing father? No, I guess in both... In, well, I guess in yeah. both instances, the father's dead. Right. Well, he's he's dead. Probably they they don't say he they know he's dead in Top Gun, do they? Wasn't he's, that the scene where he's talking to Tom Skerritt and he's kind of telling him what he, that he, he flew? Go, he saw him go down, but he never said that you know he was recovered. Yeah. So I uh, think okay. he's assuming he's been missing. Oh, uh, okay. Because Tom Cruise is a young child. Uh, is that going to be Top Gun too? Influ is that going to be Top Gun too? <laughs> in, influenced by the absence of his father. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, That's but either Top way, Gun too. There. Lives in the shadow of his father. Maverick's dad comes back. <laughs> that would be crazy. After a, being a POW for 25 yeah, it'd years. be like 80. Yeah. Rambo actually freed him. Oh, man. That'd be a cool crossover. That's a connection. Rambo v. Maverick. <laughs> With the help of Chuck Norris. <laughs> um, great. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. But no, Few Good Men is the one where the other movie where he's leading up to his father. Yeah. Any others? Uh... Not, maybe not as directly as those two. Yeah. Uh, Vanilla Sky actually. He lives in the shadow of his of his dead father. That's where he gets all his wealth. Oh. 
And that's why the board like hates him and why he thinks it's a conspiracy to like kick him out. You just inherit And there's definitely dad. father issues in Rain Man. Yep, father issues in, in Rain Man as well. Boy, Tom Cruise has some daddy damage just like Steven Spielberg. <laughs> there we go. That's why they work so well together. Only once and not arguably well. Minority Report? Mmm. No, that one good. Uh, I was thinking War that of the Worlds. One, that one good. Mmm, that one good. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed War of the Worlds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you hate, actually, that's one where you really don't like War of the Worlds. I like War of the Worlds. I don't think it's great. You really don't like it. It took me by surprise. I didn't expect very much, but I enjoyed it a lot. Well, I, I have a problem with the intrinsic plot structure, structuring of War of the Worlds. <laughs> I think there's some really good scenes, and some really visceral scenes, especially that show, like, public panic, uh, notably when they're in the van and everyone starts... Really like banging on the windows to try to get in there. Yeah, it's a good scene. And then of course the whole Tim Robbins sequence is fantastic. Tim Robbins, Tom Cruise. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. yeah, they're back together Reunion. again. What a great segue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I have a problem with them always trying to figure out a way to beat the aliens, beat the aliens, beat the aliens, and then it's just like, oh wait, they're just gonna die off. Like when it should be a tale of outlasting. Right? They don't need to spend two-thirds of the movie talking about how they're going to destroy the aliens. They just need to know, oh, look, they're going to die in a week if we can survive that long. So fight them off when you can, hide when you need to. I think that would have been better motivation than, because the whole time they're just like, we can beat them. How can we beat them? What can we do? Oh, we got this plan. We got that plan. And they keep failing and failing, and then it's just like, oh, they're just going to die? All right. <laughs> Spoiler alert for War of the Worlds. Yes, I'm sorry, yeah. If you're not up on that hundred year story. Yeah. Yeah, when did Orson Welles? Yeah, Orson Welles. He did the radio broadcast, but who? Jesus. H.G. Wells. Wells before that. Yeah. When's this story was written in 18 something? Oh, no. 15 something? I don't know when H.G. Wells was writing. Look it up. Call in. Google it. And while we do that, it's time for first impressions, guys. We're each going to impersonate a line from Top Gun. Given to us by the person to our left. So, uh, I went first that last time, so Jason, you're going to get to it first and give Brad any line from Top Gun you'd like to hear him uh, impersonate to the best of his ability. Do you want to set it up? Yeah, I think I would. <laughs> so, you know, we're in Top Gun and Maverick and Goose are celebrating a victory during training and they're greeted by the one and only Meg Ryan. And so they're sitting there playing on the piano and after the, you know, the montage starts and everyone's happy and they're loving it. Then Ryan says, take me to bed or lose me forever. A great line. What's my, uh... my best Meg Ryan. You know, it's, I think it's an integral part of the movie. Oh, it is. She is an integral part of the movie. Yeah, I mean, really relaxing that love story. <laughs> hey, Goose, you big stud! That's me, honey. Take me to bed or lose me forever. Show me the way home, buddy. All right, guys. The incomparable Meg Ryan. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. <clears throat> I can do it. Hey, Goose, you big stud! That's me, honey. <laughs> Take me to bed or lose me forever. Show me the way home, honey. <laughs> oh, a beautiful performance, gentlemen. <laughs> Uh, Brad, way to commit. Oh, thank you. Way wow. to commit. I, I I apologize for breaking mid mid impression, but that even took me by surprise. Yeah, no, that, that, that stud I think is uh, was certainly emphasized. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, points for for your total throwing your whole self into it, man. Thanks, buddy. A pleasure. You the whole character. I yeah. I appreciate that. Kind words, guys. Kind words. Do you have a line for me to impersonate? <laughs> I do. Um. It is uh, a line. Oh, it is. Uh, we were saying Michael Iron, Michael Ironsides. Ironsides. Yeah, um, he is talking with Tom Skerritt, and they are discussing Maverick. I believe after his first fly at Top Gun, when he was taking risks he should have been taking, and just being that wild card that he is. And um, well, I'll let him say it, but uh, it's just they're getting a lot of information based on a fitness report. Yeah. Weird information. Weird information that doesn't included. show up on fitness reports, but okay. Fitness report says it all. It's a wild card. 
flies by the seat of his pants. Completely unpredictable. He got you, didn't he? Yeah. Maverick. All right. <laughs> One of the most redundant lines ever. <laughs> it is. It's the same thing over and over. <clears throat> okay, let me try to do my best, like, Jack Webb. This oh. is the city. That's pretty, that's a good, that's a good person to put in your mind for this. Thanks. Yeah. His fitness report says it all. He's a wild card. Flies by the seat of his pants. Completely unpredictable. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's Thank pretty you. good. Yeah, I think that Jack Webb put the exact right thought in your mind. When we listened to it, I, I, yeah, I really felt like that. I, I, I was like, this, this is so like, oh, deadpan, see, here's how we're going to do it. I don't want to hear any monkey business. <laughs> yep, that's yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're more 80s tropes that he's spewing, uh, cliched lines. <laughs> um, and I think I have to give Jason another very cliched line from this film that I just love so, so dearly. Um, Goose and Maverick enter the bar after a long day at school. And uh, Goose is, of course, knows everybody, because he's that kind of guy. Everybody loves him. He's very friendly. And uh, he asks Maverick, he's like, you want to know who one of the best is? That's him. Iceman. That's how he flies, cold as ice. Uh, here, well, let's let Val Kilmer, or no, Val Kilmer, Anthony Edwards talk about Val Kilmer. In his own words. And by in his own words, I mean by script. <laughs> Matt, you want to know who the best is? That's him, Iceman. That's the way he flies, ice cold, no mistakes. All right, Jason, whenever you're ready, sir. All right, the conviction of Anthony Edwards, okay. Hey, Matt, want to know who the best is? That's him, Iceman. It's the way he flies. He's cold as ice, no mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tony Not Edwards. a bad effort. Tony <laughs> Edwards. One of, uh... The famous doctors of the world. Right. <laughs> oh, we just brought up Noah Wiley, Anthony Edwards. That's what I was thinking about. ER the whole time. Man. Both on ER. I knew it was there. Wow. Wow. This is all coming full circle. This is. Everything's connecting to Top Gun. What a linchpin in American culture, huh? It really is. Yeah. How about that? There's uh, no way out of that. What was that? There's no way out of that. Top no Gun. way out of it. It's quintessential. It, it absolutely is. And uh, I think here's the segment where we get to argue that a little more. It's time for some scene work. Uh, of course, we're an optimistic podcast, and I guess this gives me my uh, my chance to argue my point first. But uh, do 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 best scene. What's the best scene in Top Gun? What makes Top Gun so great? Now, Brad, I don't expect you to go first. I'll, we'll save yours till the end. <laughs> okay, and fine. then you can go first as well in uh, in worst scene and argue your point of why this may be a subpar movie. Okay. Um, of course, feel free to jump in if, if we mention something you want to uh, see. I'm very comfortable with where we're at. All right. <laughs> uh, Jason, do you have a, what's your best scene? Let, let's start there. Best scene in Top Gun. You got to pick one. What is it? I mean, I love it towards the beginning of the film. You really get to see who Goose and Maverick really are. The dispatch of the Indian Ocean. You have this inbound mix. It turned out to be multiple units. And they fly inverted. And they flip the bird. Crisis averted. And from the beginning, you get to know, like, showboating, they hustle, they want to do their job, and they got personality. And I love it. It just sets the whole tone for the rest of the movie. Because you can't really compare everything else with the rest down the line. Nothing really stands out because it's just all so great. But if, like, this, this initial move really sets the pace. Yeah. Okay. Um, I agree with you to an extent. I think the beginning is much stronger than maybe the second half of this film. Uh, up until Goose, unfortunately, uh, not avoiding the canopy, um, which I think is probably the best scene. The, the tension of losing their engines one by one after going through the wake of Iceman's fighter pilot, or uh, jet fighter, um, engines going out, going into that flat spin, can't reach the ejector seat, Goose has to do it. You know, it, it's great. What follows uh, with Meg Ryan is fantastic. Um, I think it really is, like, the heart of this movie. And why it is so... Why this movie is so memorable and affecting to people. Because that is a very... Like, you just lost the funniest 
and most relatable character in this film. Uh, otherwise, the beginning is a lightning round through action movie tropes, which I do love, although I wouldn't necessarily call it the best. Um, although I do think they're, do, they're done so succinctly and hilariously on the nose. Like, uh, what is it? Uh, if you had to fly with him, would you? If you were you up there with him, would you want him in your wing? Like, lines like that, I just, like, drool over because of how much they're used in these action movies. And I think this one does it uh, among the best of, of any of those movies. So, uh, yeah. that's I, I'm going to have to argue Goose, but uh, I love the beginning. I really do. The first 45 minutes of the movie is entertaining as hell. Until it slows down a little bit when he starts falling in love. Mav. Brad. Yes. What what do you got here? What's your start with your best scene? Um I agree. If you want to make it a backhanded compliment, you can. No no no. Uh the goose stuff is all powerful. That's kind of what I, I mean, watching this as a kid, that's what always stuck with me about this movie. And the Meg Ryan scene. Um, those are in the conversation. The beginning would, I, I think there's only three parts of this movie that I really like. The two parts you guys said, um, the first scene and that, and then the ending, the final battle scene, the actual battle scene, everything to this point has been training and competition, but really little stakes. Uh, and in this last scene, you have legitimate stakes. You are out there, you're being fired at, you're firing at. First time we finally get guns and missiles. Yes. Which is pretty jarring when they first shoot down, who is it, Hollywood? Yeah, or, Hollywood. Yeah. I believe Hollywood, yes. Um, Hollywood and Wolfman. Hollywood and Wolfman, it, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a game changer for me, and that goes into why I, my love for this movie maybe wouldn't be more because kind of all the flight scenes previous to this, while they have competition and stakes for them winning, it, there's no true battles going on until the last one. And... Yeah, very true. The last one is, you know, you get the... And you you have Maverick coming back after the loss of Goose, so he's, you know, got... He's fighting his demons, and he puts it, he puts it all together. He's, he puts his wild card-ness... And and actually goes by the rules, but in the end just makes a great move to get around the last guy and shoots uh, the last plane and shoots it, and you know they they win. So it kind of all the elements come to fruition, and when the when the most is at stake, is this the first instance of that hit the brakes and he'll fly right by us trope? Because I've seen it done in a bunch of different things. Maybe? And I don't know if any of them are earlier than this one. What are you thinking of? I mean, like, I... I, I ooh, it's gonna... I'm sorry you put me on the spotlight. Yeah, I, I know they do it in the Simpsons. Of... They do it in a Simpsons oh, okay. episode. Uh, with a rocking, racing a soapbox. Sorry to interrupt, but it starts and stops with Top Gun. It's where it was invented. It's a maverick. That's what I'm asking. You like, hit the brakes and it'll fly but, right by. You agree, though, you've seen this in a bunch of things since, correct? Absolutely. It's part of, it's part of pop culture. And you think it starts with this? There's no question. All right, no question. Ooh. I challenge the audience. Uh, yeah, I would like to hear this, because I, I, I can't think of an earlier reference, but it's certainly something I have to Google more um, as we delve into it. All right, Brad. Those are the best scenes. Let's get to the worst scene. What makes this movie so bad? I mean... Okay, let's... I would say probably the worst scene, in my opinion, and it lends itself to what my overall problem is with the movie, is the scene we were... Uh, God, I can't remember if one of us actually did a line from it. The scene where they're... After their first flight, when we see the opening of the movie and they're in the office with the, uh, you know, their guy in charge, and when he tells them he's setting in the Top Gun school... Oh, yeah, Stinger. And he says, yeah, Stinger, yeah. Stinger. And it's, uh, hell, you might be a hell, hell of an instinctual pilot, maybe too good, but I'm going to give you your dream shot. You're going to get the best of the best. Like It's just every cliche for these type of movies is 
just strung together in this scene. Yeah. And that is my overall problem with this movie is it's it's kind of tacky dialogue. And that's Yeah, and, James and, Tolkien in this in this scene literally says you two characters are going to Top Gun. and you get a lot of that throughout the movie. And you have and it's wrought with clichés, whether it's, you know, the Shadow is father, the loose cannon, he's always in trouble, he's a risk taker, uh, he's great at his job, but he's dangerous, he's got more talent, but no smarts. It just, it's all very, all of that combined, when you have that many lines that are that cliche, when you have that many, you know, parts of the character that are cliche, the whole movie comes off cliche. Yes, I mean, do you think there's anything to be said that Maybe this is also setting the standard for those cliches. That's fair. That's fair, but uh, man, if, if they all set the but standard, but then it doesn't hold up. I guess. I guess not. Opinion. Then, and, and then maybe, and maybe Top Gun isn't to play. Maybe it's all the other movies that have ripped it off. In that case, but the dialogue still isn't good. Yeah, I mean, I guess I do enjoy it because it's some of the lines are so bad there. Hilarious. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's right, Iceman, I am dangerous. Like, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, I mean, I uh, your, your ego's writing checks your body can't catch. Oh, that's a great one. My favorite. That's a great Why one. Why have we not talked about that line yeah. yet? <laughs> that is a great one. Yeah. And the uh, Anthony Edwards line, uh, you know, the, uh, he's Iceman, no, no mistake. Because uh, he's ice cold, takes the yeah. that one too. Flies it, ice cold. It flies. It, it goes right in with all of this. Hmm. Jason, do you have a worse scene here? Well, just to you know, kind of tag on to what you guys were saying, I believe Top Gun really set the pace for a lot of these cliches and things you were supposed to say, and I feel like it was all built off of that. So it's not like it's this giant collaboration of cliches from every action and you know adventure-like movie you've seen, I really feel like Top Gun really set the bar and created that genre for everybody else. Well, is there something that you would remove from this movie if you could? If you had to take one thing out of this movie, like, well, what do you... I mean, it's got to be the volleyball scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it has to be. It has to be the volleyball Without scene. Without a doubt. It has no purpose. Yeah. She slips him his number. We're going to yeah. go play a little bit of beach volleyball, <laughs> maybe one game, and then I'm going to go to her house... We're going to start talking, and then I'm going to say I have to go back to the base to shower, and then she shows up in the elevator? Yeah. What's that about? Well, that's the next day, I think. The next day in the elevator, because he's just worked out again, and now she's like, oh, you still need a shower. Yeah. The problem is, he should have showered at her house, but he doesn't. He tries to, but things go right, she starts she's asking about his dad. Which is really presumptuous to just show yeah, up sweaty as fuck on a house. date. This is already kind of like a sticky and situation. And this is after, by the way, he played beach volleyball in jeans. Yeah. Well, and the in problem jeans. with the whole thing is that there's What's, no reason for there, the, there to be a volleyball sequence. Whatsoever. You can even, even on the basest of level, you can say, well, it's a chance for them to get all their shirts off, to have like some sort of sex appeal in the movie. But there are numerous locker room scenes where they are only in towels. <laughs> so it's not even like, you can't even argue that that hard. It's just like, take that out. She gives him his number, cuts him on a motorcycle at sunset, speeding over to her house. They have dinner. She asks about his dad. He freaks out a little bit. He leaves. They play Take My Breath Away five different times. Oh, different instruments. In between then and... Too. That, well, that's the other thing. Okay. Well, it starts there, or it's right around there. They like start that song five separate times before they actually go to make sweet blue silhouette love. <laughs> but yeah, um, volleyball is easily. That's your worst scene, too. Easily. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's the one thing you can easily cut. Playing with the boys, such a And then Juice runs, runs up. He's like, one more game. One more game. He's like, nah, I'm busy. I got a I date, go. man. I got a date. I got dinner with teacher. I'm going to be there in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to show up late and sweaty. Yeah. I'm trying to bang the teacher. Come on. Yeah, and for the, all the effort he's trying to put into having sex with her... To show up late and sweaty? There's no effort. Come on, man. Yeah. And on that bullshit. topic, she's not really resisting very much either. No, she's not. You know, she you, is playing the easiest hard to get I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, 
So, Brad, you still don't like this movie. Is that what you're telling me? I still don't really like this movie. I, I, I don't think it's a bad film. I just... I think it's a very average film. And partially because people loved it so much, it always made me question it more. Like, what am I missing? And then I'd watch it again. I'd be like, I'm not missing anything. This isn't that good. And I can always, you know, me with broken era like i can watch action movies and kind of love the bad dialogue oh. and for some reason in this movie i just don't you're telling me you like broken arrow better than top gun i do and i realize broken arrow is not as probably as even as good of a movie as top gun i just i just have more fun with it and that's i think just depends on the person see this is this not is why i category at all in my opinion i understand that and i feel like probably 95 percent of people would agree with you on this i hope so i'm just saying that I still don't really like Top Gun. It's mostly because of the script and the bad lines. I can't have as much fun with that in this movie as I do other movies like that. For some, for whatever reason, I can't really tell you why. Uh, man, even though I feel the cast really pulls off the bad lines in this film. Well, Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise. He can pretty much Tom pull off Tom Cruise anything. is Tom Cruise. But... Born and bred to be a movie star. Yeah. Broken Arrow is a bad example because that's, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a heart choice. Okay. Jason, you you were curious to see if this movie still held up for you. It's been a while since you last watched it. Do you think it does? I mean, you're clearly talking on the side of without a doubt positivity. Yeah, I think I think it has to. I mean, it's just it so much a part of who I became watching movies, and to come back to it again and just to see how it still stands up to the test of time. It's cheesy, and it knows it, but it was also I feel like that you know initially set the bar really high. For it to be, you know, classic, iconic film, especially that time period when you're growing up. I mean, there's nothing cooler than Maverick and Goose and Top Gun. The style in this Talks film is awesome. Goose. Like, come yeah. on. Aviator glasses, Give flight jumpsuits. Give me another movie that you reference multiple times a year in your current life, you know? It's just... I die hard. Especially die when hard. it gets to Christmas. I, I have to say, now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Alan Rickman. R.I.P. Tony Scott. Yeah, that's right. R.I.P. Goose. A lot of rips. I know, man. R.I.P. David Bowie. <laughs> just okay. Well, Glenn Fry. I mean, we keep the Glenn Fry. Going. Yeah. Oh, well, Eagles doesn't really come. Cool. At least David Bowie was in a movie directed by Ridley Scott. All right. Fine. It's time for milking it. Final game of our podcast, zero to five points for each player involved. We're going to draw a card, one each, from the big box of Hollywood ideas of prequels, sequels, reboots, and genres. On said card will give you a new way to reimagine, reuse, and repurpose the characters, the themes, the plot from Top Gun. And put it into a brand new movie to make a billion more dollars for the studio system. Title and a quick summary from each one of us, zero to five points, to quickly recap what I just said. Here we go. By the way, H.G. Wells was writing around the uh, 1890s, 1900s. So, I was right. 100 years ago. Just about. Uh, Brad turn? Brad turn go first? <laughs> you, you did your vocal warm-ups, didn't you? I did, but I, I didn't... I haven't read an English textbook in a long time. <laughs> uh, I'm starting to forget a... Brad, go first. Verb conjugation. And, you know. <laughs> Brad, go first. All right. Brad, turn now. Oh, boy. Before it's ever made, Brad will be presenting us with... The sequel. Top Gun 2. Still gunning. Nice. <laughs> That's a lazy title. Come on. <laughs> I'll like draw it. now. I like it. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. I feel, I feel like that should be the tagline. As a screwball comedy. Ooh. All right. Interesting. I have to make that dialogue a lot more witty. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and Jason, if you want to draw a card and read it aloud. Buddy comedy. A buddy comedy. All right. So, I mean, you got the pairs, obviously. So, uh, hopefully we can form something with that. And now we'll take our second anticipated break of the podcast and come back with three brand new movies for your listening enjoyment right after this.
Welcome back to High on Film. You're right in the middle of milking it. There it is. Oh, Berlin, take my breath away. The song you hear five or six times in Top Gun. Uh, the final game of our podcast here about to start as this song fades out. Mmm, the smooth melodic notes. We each chose a card from the big box of Hollywood ideas, and here we are with three brand new movies. Brad Davis, you choose. You choose for. You choose first. You present first. <laughs> you drew the sequel fire. card. I am on fire. I'm gonna need a beer to put these flames out. Woo! Boom! Nice quote from Top Gun. You you did that. Uh, thank you. I did. I paid attention to the movie <laughs> and regurgitated a movie, a movie you own. A movie I own. Yep. On DVD, on collector's edition DVD. Um, you have a sequel for us. I do. It may be coming out in the next, oh, who knows, three to 25 years. Well, I hope Jerry Bruckheimer and Tom Cruise are listening, because I got some ideas. Lay them on us. Okay. All right, so we start years later. Maverick is teaching at uh, the Top Gun Academy, or whatever they call it. And, yeah, uh, Top Gun Academy. Yeah, and he's, he's you know now in the position that Tom Skerritt is in... Top Gun. He's like the the you know head honcho, um, top dog. Top dog, and uh, he is married to the Kelly McGillis character Charlie, and uh, we learn early on that there's new group uh, new group of cadets coming in, and one of them happens to be his daughter, and uh, her. Uh, partner are now into the Top Gun school, and she has the same issues. She is uh, a wild card. She is uh, reckless and uh, a very good pilot, but a little out of control. We also quickly learn that uh, her older brother and Tom Cruise's son is already in the Top Gun Academy, and he is right now the best of the best. He is uh, the smartest pilot that, like, really is a... You know, he's not the, the talent that is there, but he's the by-the-books guy. He understands everything. He always follows the rules. He does everything correctly, and that's what makes him so good. Um, so there's, you know, a little, uh, little sibling rivalry there, uh, and it's almost as if the, uh, the brother character is the Iceman of this movie. Mm. Um, and... Uh, he at some point, uh, rather than the necessary the necessary skills, don't get him out of a, uh, a a big mistake during their you know battles, and the brother is killed, and you know she now kind of blames herself for the way their relationship had what their relationship had become. Tom Cruise and uh, or, uh, Maverick and Charlie's relationship is is now strained because of this, and they're starting to fall apart because. They, Tom Cruise blames himself for, or Maverick blames himself for letting, you know, his family get into what is such a dangerous business and um, all of that. And uh, the loss of the son initially, uh, you know, takes, makes the sister want to get out of it, but she decides that uh, more than anything, she needs to uh, prove what she's capable of in her brother's memory and avenge his death with then taking on the people that kill him. Um, and it brings the family back together. And, yeah, Top Gun 2. Is that uh, what it's called? Well, uh, sorry. Uh, Top Gun 2. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah then uh, uh, Top, Top Gun, Gun 2. Top Gun 2, that's it. No, sorry. I mean, I, yeah. Uh, Top Gun 2, I have a couple options here, but I'm going to go with Top Gun 2, Maximum Altitude. Not a bad uh, byline there. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you certainly almost have to keep Top Gun 2. Yeah. In order to I will say I almost went cruising altitude, uh, but that is like a normal plane, and I feel like that gives you the wrong idea. For sure. But because Tom Cruise is in the movie... Cruise control. Uh, well, it's not Speed, speed 2. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> um, not bad. I'm Top Gun 2, maximum altitude. All right, man. Not bad at all. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I have a screwball comedy if you're ready. Ready. 
All right, so um, we're going to start with uh, Cary Grant in the role as Maverick. Uh, first, he is a womanizing yet clumsy young pilot. Um, earlier in Cary Grant's career, of course. Good. Not not current Cary Grant career? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, not current uh, posthumous Cary Grant career. Just making um, sure. And, uh, Thank you for clarifying that. Thank you. He just happened to fumble himself and his wily co-pilot, Goose, played by Jimmy Stewart, into the <laughs> toughest <laughs> flight school in it's the United States. Um, so they get there. And, uh, you know, of course, they go out to the bar, they have a good time, Cary Grant goes home with some girl, uh, and the next day in class, their first day of class, he finds out that their teacher is his ex-wife. No kidding. No kidding. Gee golly. So, uh, after a lot of verbal sparring and a failed flight test, and then there's a uh, unexpected transfer of Goose out to another station. What? Which, which leaves Maverick... In pieces, you see. Uh, um, can't kill him. After all that, and, and this this big final test is looming, he must learn to kind of uh, put his shattered confidence back together and uh, ace this test, and more importantly, reconcile his love and his trust with his true love, Charlie. In his girl, Fly Day. I fucking hate you. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I don't. That's his girl Fly Day. That's it, uh, I don't even know what to say about that. It's great, and at the same time, horrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At yeah. the same time, court. Uh, there's so many things it is, but I think I, I mentioned during the break I was struggling with the title. So. Screwball comedy, though. I uh, kudos. Actually, in the end, kudos. All right. And thank you. Sir. You will receive points accordingly. I appreciate that in a good way. All right, Jason, you got a uh, buddy comedy for us? I did have buddy comedy, yeah. Lay it on us whenever you're ready. Ugh. It's kind of a tough category, really. I mean, I think I'd have to call it brotherly gun. Brotherly? Brotherly gun. Gun! Brotherly gun. Mm -hmm. So we have Danny Glover returns back with Robert Downey Jr. to team up to fight this unbeatable evil through a bizarre connection. Connection where Danny Glover is actually the father of Robert Downey Jr. Oh, that's so interesting. Father-son butter comedy. Okay. Situation going on. I haven't quite figured out the rest yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute. All right. uh, brotherly Gun is your title? But Brotherly Gun, yeah. I think it's, you know, you start with the title and you work from there. Yeah, yeah, of course. Nothing <laughs> about planes or jet fighters in this, just... Danny Glover and Robert Downey Jr. are... No, they, uh, they fly. Oh, they fly. Absolutely. Okay. Father-son pilot team. Father-son pilot team. Saying Air America meets Top Gun. I was right. just talking about Air America today. Great movie. Lane Smith, Mel Gibson. Yeah, movie. Mel Gibson and Robert Downey Jr. I was talking to you about that today. Great movie. Yeah, I've not seen it. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it in years, but I remember it... I was another childhood favorite. Being okay. All right. Worth well, a view? Art on the floor? Very good. I mean, it really? was like a late 80s movie. I, I don't know if it's dated at this point, but... Okay. I mean, it was like in the... It was in the period of time where Mel Gibson was good, and nobody really knew he was a crazy person. And uh, Robert Downey Jr. is always good, although that was kind of around the time he was a crazy person. He so, was a crazy person. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... I don't know. You get a couple crazy people in a script, and it usually works itself out. All right. That's, that's fair. You Usually the best actors. Ducks. That's pretty important. Uh, Emilio! Emilio! No, no, you get the coach of the, the, uh, the Hawks. Lane Smith. He's oh, Lane Smith. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you yeah. said of the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, for the Hawks. Sorry, yeah, the district the attorney yeah. and my cousin Vinny. Lane Smith. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Great movie. All right, gentlemen. Well, once you're on scoring, please pass the scorecards to the front of the class for final edition. And uh, as we do that, we're going to move into the final segment, Podcast Regrets. We started optimistically, and here we are at the end. Pessimistic is all hell. Uh, any regrets? Anything we didn't mention from Top Gun that we really should have? Um, anything we missed? Um, I guess if I wanted to add something to my argument... Mm -hmm. uh, 
as far as, you know, even in some other not great movies, you get a little more invested in the love story, or you at least can. And, the, <laughs> and this love story... It gives you an opportunity to invest in a love story? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of what, like, even like, I don't know, Armageddon, which isn't a great movie, but like, you're invested in that love story between Ben Affleck and uh, Liv Tyler, or... Uh, trying to think of other action movie romances like they're not all they're never at the forefront but they're at least i don't know i some i I can get more invested in kind of the love story of something maybe more than the average person can for whatever reason this one does nothing for me i don't care about this love story in this movie it is by the time that you get to the end where she comes back and Plays the song in the jukebox and all that. I, I, I'm already not even paying attention. Yeah, anymore. what happened to her job in Washington? Yeah, she, well, I don't know. Is she going to come back? I, who knows? But the love story in this movie really does nothing for me. And I think that's a problem with it as well. Okay. Jason, any, uh, any regrets here? No. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I'm, I think I'm fully supportive of the way things went. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I'll tell you, I have... I've got the points tallied here. Uh, and boy, it, uh, it was a close game, to, to be honest with you. Unfortunately, Jason, you're in third place. 12.35 points. Uh, a showing, for sure. Uh, I, I wasn't too far ahead of you. 12.6 points, which makes our reigning champion as it is. Cemented in place, Mr. Brad Davis. 13.55 points. Ah. Congratulations, Congratulations. Brad. Oh, thank you. Thank you, guys. I I know you both really love this movie. And here and you I'm, go, sweeping it out from under yeah, our Yeah, well, whatever. That's under our noses. The, we all know the points kind of don't really have anything to do with it. Uh... But yeah, you just put on a spectacular Meg Ryan impression. Sometimes I get you there. Uh, <laughs> I'll have what she's having. And so it's not even a Meg Ryan line. I know it's not, but it's about Meg Ryan. <laughs> that's and that's all that really matters. <laughs> Is that what matters? I, in my opinion. Okay. Um, hey, yeah, that's all I'm, that matters. You won. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm glad we were able to have this debate. And I'm glad I actually watched this movie again to see. You don't feel one iota better about this movie than you did before? I do feel an iota better about this movie. The, <laughs> a single a, iota A better. couple iotas. Oh, oh okay. Uh, good, good. I mean, I always... For me, the thing that always stuck with me was the goose stuff and the Meg Ryan scene. And I kind of had forgotten about the last scene because truly one of my problems with this movie were the stakes. Is the competition doesn't do much. And the last scene is really good. And the other thing I'll say, too, is all the plain... Everything that's done in the sky, the planes, the shots, and everything, looks great. Like, you can't deny that. Yeah, everything it is, still looks great. It, it still looks great. And this movie is, what, 25 years old or whatever it is? There's oh, no denying 30. that. And a lot, there are movies that don't look 86. nearly this good that have been made lo- a, a lot more recently, which make those movies way worse than this. But, yeah, in the end, the script doesn't do it for me. All right, fair enough. Well... We'll see how you feel when we get to a Trash Star Destroy one day of another Tom Cruise movie. Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> that includes Top Gun. Yeah, I'll probably trash it. We'll see. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start playing it. I could destroy it. You could destroy it. That's true. Well, that's it, guys. That's another show for another week. Top Gun. Covered. In the books. Thanks so much, gentlemen. A pleasure. Thank you so much for your time, Jason. Thank um, you for having me. Yeah. Our pleasure, indeed. Anything uh, to plug? Do you have any internet following, social mediables we should uh, be looking for you on? I don't. No. <laughs> Just maybe high on film. your next high on film episode. And your uh, past episode, you did Pure Luck. Funny enough, a Danny Glover film. Um, and Martin Short. And Martin Short. Well, of course, but you had mentioned Danny Glover and you're milking it. But that is, let me see if I have that off. A cuff here. Well, while you're doing that, I'll yes, say Good my. Job. Uh, you can find me on the in- internet if you've heard of it. Uh, Twitter is at BD Always GP, and Instagram is the same BD Always GP. If they haven't heard of the internet, they can't find you there. 
Well, then that's their problem. But you'll always be able to find Jason Rosenberg on episode 84 of High on Film, watching Pure Luck. And you can find me at Cross Maxwell, that is Chris with an O instead of an I, on Twitter and on Facebook and on Instagram and at High on Film uh, across all those platforms for the podcast itself. Get on iTunes, uh, subscribe to us there, leave us a review there. That always helps with our exposure. And check in with us next week with a brand new guest and a brand new movie. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Goodbye. Thank you.